Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Well, welcome for you all coming today. Welcome to you all. And what I'd love to talk about is one of my favorite times of year, which is spring. And I'd like to talk about spring cleaning your life, that this is one of the greatest opportunities of the year to uh, get some tips and learn some things and I've gathered wisdom and advice and tips from around the world for you today and uh, I had fun, just so much fun preparing this and getting ready. So I hope you enjoy it just half as much as I have. Um, seasons changing. They are critical gateways or doors to our mental and physical health. Don't just slide from one season into another season. How about let's intentionally stop and become aware of the ending of all things that are winter. And boy, has this ever been a winner. And welcome the creative, life-giving gifts of spring beginning today. We're leaving the dark, cold, short days of winter. It was a time of repose, of lying fallow, unplugging from the vibrance and energy of, of nature. Okay, we remember the bland colors, the cool wind. It was a very, very, very different time for our minds, bodies, and souls. But now we're ready to leave that winter hibernation. Spring be brings with it joyful and vibrant energy. And all of our natural surroundings, look, they begin to flourish and bloom. And so do our own cycles and energies. Four times a year, of course, we experience a shift between seasons. Most of us are so busy or overwhelmed or working or our families. Most of us are just too busy to allow this great opportunity of rebirth and renewal in spring. We, we allow it to pass unnoticed. But again, I've gathered some wisdom, some advice, some tips from others uh, and myself and my research and things I've done through the years. Um, about spring that I'd love to share with you today. First off, I invite you to stop, to look, and to listen this spring. It will take time, just a little time, for you to pause and acknowledge. I call it the magical time of year. Take time to connect to your rebirth and the world surrounding you. Invite nature's rebirth, which is abundant everywhere, into your own life. Spring is almost like a second new year. Think about it. It brings a new sense of new beginnings, rebirth, and resetting. And New Year's in January, it, it doesn't have the same power for somebody like me because it's cold and winter and bleak. But this birth, it's like a second new year. And again, it's a time of freshness and newness. It's also a time of hope and anticipation. It's a time of spiritual and physical connection and excitement as the warmest and brightest part of the year emerges. We are one with the cycles of life, okay? And it's revealed through our magnificent seasons. Imagine nature being an illustrious magnet. Think about this right now. I'm inside doing this podcast, but what happens to me is think of it outside as a magnet, spring, drawing each of us into her magic and transformation. Because even with me washing my breakfast dishes this morning, busy thinking about different the bird outside of my window called me and I burst out laughing and I went out on the front porch and thought, who am I to not stand here and just reverently listen to you singing to me, Miss Cardinal? And I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then I looked and to the right of me were some buds on our tree 
and the flowering of the bushes had just started and you can kind of smell it. And my camellias, I have pink and red and white. They're just bursting. So just even me washing the dishes and hearing that, it was like a magnet calling me, whoop, wake up, get outside, experience this magic because it's going to come and go. But also when I was a child, it brings up great memories. Spring cleaning on every level was a really, really, really big deal. I mean, we were uh, Catholic and stuff, so we went through Lent, which was more of an austere time of, of uh, you know, fasting and and um, all those kinds of things and, and, and kind of a shutdown time. But it was also a time of great awareness. But then spring cleaning came like right about now before Easter, which was a huge celebration. And it was a big deal. It was a time when I would always go to my grandma halls down the road, down the street, and we'd open the windows. She'd open the windows and be humming the fresh air, no matter how cold it was. Believe me, lots of times in March, it's very, very cold in Ohio. We opened those windows, and what it signaled to was the isolation and the coldness of winter, the people not walking on the street, shoveling snow. You could feel it. People were now walking. Windows were being opened. And also in old times, with uh, heating, there was a lot of soot from like people like my grandmother and our home up north. You have coal, and, and so all of that makes oil on the windows, and there's a smell with it, and the whole inside of your house smells uh, wintry. It smells stale. It smells like that. So it's, it's the spring cleaning was a ritual. And then my granny would always make a huge lunch in the middle of us cleaning. And we sat around the table. There was always cottage cheese. She had jello with fruit in it. And uh, we would laugh. We'd all talk about what we had found, whether it was massive spiders that were dead or, or um, things we'd found under the bed. So then, of course, my grandmother would get us right back to work. And then uh, later in the evening, we'd have a big meal and we'd go home and start the next day again. So it makes me almost cry remembering my love, my love, love, love for my grandmother and her huge reverence for rituals that are instilled in me. Um, and then, of course, we'd talk about when we'd be, I'd, I was the one that was in charge. I was the oldest of climbing the cherry tree. And so, you know, about what date in June would it be when the cherries would be? And then she'd talk about the garden and let me see about what date we'd be canning. So it was really a fun time. But there's a rich, long history of spring cleaning on a spiritual and physical level, not just in my family, but it's a universal human history. And I didn't know that much about it until I was preparing for this today. Spring cleaning dates back to 3000 BC. It's been, you know, we have documented that it's been observed in Scotland and Ireland as well, way, way, way back. And I love it's around the world in Thailand and, and in a number of uh, Southeastern Asian countries, it's celebrated and it's a holiday called Songkran. S-O-N-G-K-R-A-N, and it's a festival of purification. It's also a time when many people scour their homes in Asia from top to bottom. And I love this. Water plays a vital role in this celebration of washing away sins. You wash away bad luck. I love this. People take to the streets to pour water over each other. <laughs> I wish we did this here. And in a sacred rite, they pour water over statues of Buddha, asking for blessings and good luck in the new year. I love this. I think we need to do this in the United States. It's very energizing. Water, all the symbols of water. Uh, water as we as women give birth and our water breaks before the new birth. Uh, uh, water, when I would fold out my mares and the foals were there and um, 
uh, I, the, the baby full would be born and in her sack. And when the sack would break open or I had to cut the baby out of the sack, the first thing was the warm water rushing over my hands. So this is beautiful. I love it. Um, and another one uh, in Iran, an ancient Iranian festival uh, brings in the Persian New Year and it's in March. And it's called uh, Noros, I think, N-O-R-O-U-Z. And it's called Shaking the House. <laughs> the Shaking the House is a ritual uh, of spring cleaning where the entire house is wiped and polished. In this ancient tradition, they also change their clothing. I love this. And do uh, winter repairing of the house. And it lasts about two weeks. Gosh, I love this. I love these traditions. And then there's the spring cleaning roots in, in, in Chinese tradition. And it's called Nayabat, Aninabat, N-I-N-Y-A-B-A-A-T. And you wash about the dirt, you wash it away from the winter. And the essence of this tradition encourages cleaning bad luck and misfortune out of your home, along with tossing rubbish and broken home goods out. Um, and, and it aligns with feng shui practices, which most of us are familiar with. And traditional Buddhist and Taoist homeowners honor statues and altars prior to the Chinese New Year. Um, I happen to have altars. I have one on every floor. I have one down here in the studio. I have one in my bedroom and I have one upstairs. Um, and so I use this time of year also. And while I'm um, cleaning with water and uh, and incense, I also love to look at every single thing on my altar, whether it's something that a deceased patient had given me or a, one of my teachers or a monk um, that had given me or a nun that's very close to me who's now dead had given me uh, feathers that were given to me by shaman when I studied with the Native Americans. So it's, it's a time of year for reflection as I clean these things out. So the Chinese thoroughly wipe mops, ceilings, walls. I just love this. So this is done so that no unlucky fortune comes in and that all the bad fortune is swept away. And, you know, I'm superstitious. My husband's superstitious. My daughter is a, uh, my doctor daughter was an athlete. We're pretty superstitious. So I believe in all of this changing energy and vibrational frequencies. I really do. Uh, I know it to be true, especially at my uh, level of experience and age. I love it. Uh, next is the Jewish Passover, Christian Lenten Easter, which I kind of talked about before. And also during the Victorian era, which would be 1838 to 1901, you know, again, people used oil and gas lamps for light. So by the end of the winter, the windows and furnishings, they were covered with coal dust and oily grime. So it was huge spring cleaning as part, as part of a ritual. And also, there's a, I want you to know there's a physiology and a psychology, too, to this, what we're talking about. Spring cleaning your life, your soul, your mental uh, faculties. Spring cleaning has more to do with human biology than with anything else. We're less active and motivated during the cold winter days, and there's a good reason for that. As a species, our behavior is bound to the cycles of the season. And because we have a lack of sunlight during those drab winter days, our brains produce larger amounts of melatonin. It's a chemical responsible for literally making us sleeper, sleepy. So it makes us sleep more. So see, as the sunlight increases and we get that vitamin A and D and all that stuff, we have like less melatonin, baby, we are ready to go. So I just love it. So what I'd like to do is share some practices that I'd like to incorporate into my day today routines during this seasonal shift, along with some tips, adapting to the transition of one season to the next. And remember, this new season, spring, is a great opportunity 
to clean our lives up in more ways than one. So let's get started. I'm going to ask, and, and, and uh, what I'd like to say, ask is, what is interrupting? Uh, let's start with, okay, let, let me start with energy. Spring is all about energy. Everything is energy. We're at a lower vibrational frequency coming out of winter. But spring, everything in nature is screaming, wake up, wake up, that little bird that got me from washing dishes. Wake up. It's a new time. It's a time for rebirth. It's a time for your own resurrection, regeneration, renewal of your mind, your body, and your soul. So remember, allow your five senses to draw you into spring's divine energy. All five of your senses. And I would suggest that when you wake up every morning, go through your five senses, okay? And say thank you and let me be more aware and open them up. Do a visual, like imagine them being a small portal or a hole and imagining whether they're filled with light or visibly opening them in your guided imagery. Uh, signs of spring. Uh, like I said, sights. Think of the sights, the buds on the trees, the birds, the flowers, everything waking up, the sounds of spring, birds, bees, the sound of people working in their yards, the smells. I went out and smelled my camellias this morning and these wonderful autolocans, um, they have little buds on them, my bushes, and they're smelling. And the feels and touches of spring. Feel the variegations um, on your uh, leaves. Also, when I was uh, cutting some camellias this morning and I was cutting the pink and white, oh, the velvety touch, oh, gosh, the petals was just divine. And the taste of spring, we're changing. We're going to go from hot soups and heavy casseroles into a total different palette into spring. So uh, what I'd like to do for the rest of this uh, time of, of ours together is use spring into an acronym, okay? Like spring like a spring, a water spring, or a metal spring that springs up, spring into your authentic life. And let's do S-P-R-I-N-G, okay? I'm going to use each one of those for an acronym. Or an acronym. S is for serenity. Serenity. P is for pause. Okay, think of pausing a movie, pausing a, uh, a music you're listening to. R is for ritual. I is for intention. N is nature and G is give. So I'm going to go through each one of these, okay? As just a little outline of tips and things that, that I've learned and gathered. Serenity is S. Rid your mind of these pesky cobwebs and dust open to the light. And remember, serenity, peace of mind, happiness, is the opposite of stress. When your body experiences serenity or the relaxation response, remember, your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes down, you get a huge immune boost. You're getting one right now in spring. And meditation, we know, just being silent for a little while eases pain by reducing your brain's response to pain. Okay? Affirmation, saying something like, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I am the light. Okay? I am a living, I am a living prayer of God. Any of those affirmations. Reduce your stress hormone cortisol, okay? Listening to music releases a calming chemical called serotonin into the body. And when you laugh, <laughs> it increases your artery diameter by 22%, okay? Whereas when you're stressed, it reduces your artery diameter by 35%, okay? So laugh and it increases it almost by 25%. Be stressed and it decreases it by 35%. Set your timer on your phone for every four hours. I do. Set an alarm, which I do, 
It's a reminder. And every four hours, I stop for nourishment and connection to myself. And also, it's not just to your inner self, lowercase s-e-l-f, that you're connecting to your higher self, capital S, capital E, capital L, capital F, okay? Your divine self, you're listening. And also, there's great apps for this. We have a great app at the Mindful Living Network, okay? And you can go to any of your app stores, and you can put Mindful Living Network, and our app is fabulous. It took us some time to develop it, and I love it. It's got stress tips. It's got immediate meditations. It's got all kinds of stuff on there. I love it. And there are other apps, too, that uh, I can refer you to. What is interrupting your serenity? Okay, so next, well, first we talked about serenity, and then let's just talk about what's interrupting your S, your serenity, your peace of mind, and keeping you from your center, from your authentic self. First, to begin with, be aware. Okay, let this spring be a time of awareness. Get a new look for you on the outside. Get a new burst of energy. Change the way you look. Again, we're coming out of COVID. We're coming out of winter. So let's change your look a little bit. Maybe a new haircut, a new hair color. There are new spring colors that can brighten your look. It doesn't have to be expensive. Maybe a new scarf, new shoes, new purse. For men, how about a new tire, new spring colors and a shirt or a bright pair of socks? Okay, anything. Color changes everything. And then on the inside, it's a great time to feel better and get in shape. There are warmer days and there's more light. Don't forget, flowers begin to pop up. Trees begin to uh, come out in spring. Get outside and walk every day. Get a group or a couple people to walk with you, co-workers to walk at lunch. It's invigorating. It gets you outside. And how about a new look for your home? Okay, that's you. Now, how about your home, your home sanctuary, okay? Your home serenity, the center for your serenity and sacred spaces home. How about inside your home? The power of color. I just went and brought some bright yellow pillows and it's changed the whole way our family room looks. A little color, adding a little color. It wasn't expensive to your home brings a lot of fun. Painted accent wall, just one in a room. You're not gonna believe how it changes the look of your home. It's inexpensive and it makes a real change. Get some, again, colorful throw pillows, put them on your couches, on your bed. And how about some china? I had just ordered some purple salad plates to go on my white china I've had for 30, 40 years. And I wanted a lavender or purple table. I thought that'll be bright. I got them on Amazon. They were very inexpensive. You can get them at Target. You can go to a lot of places online, Walmart. Get just some even salad plates. Change the color china on your table. What I do is I went and bought a very inexpensive tablecloth that was lavender. I bought these um, plates. You should see our, our table. My husband came in last night and he was laughing his head off. He went, oh my God, even if I wanted to be boring and flat, this is adorable and cute. Okay. So outside your home, that's inside. Shutters. Um, gosh, I just put shutters up and they were inexpensive uh, and they, they're pre-done. They're pre-painted in different colors. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's unbelievably inexpensive, and all the neighbors have commented, and it makes me happy when I drive up. Also, I got a couple cheap window boxes. You can buy them now in plastic or pre-colored and just pop them up and put some flowers in there, you know? It just changes the way your whole house looks and your yard. Get a sheet of paper and plan how you can add color to your yard, okay? This is exciting and energetic. It's fun inside and outside. Now I want you to ask yourself, simple question. Is your life too cluttered with mental, spiritual, and physical stuff 
that is stopping you from experiencing your serenity, your peace, and your happiness. Let's get started asking some spiritual and physical and spring cleaning questions for your soul, okay? We live in a world where whether it's merchandising companies, online, everybody's trying to sell us everything. And in doing that, it creates clutter stress. Do you know that clutter stress is a real phenomenon? I do a lot of television and radio and media on literally the physical outcomes of clutter stress. It's one of the first things also when I do um, sessions with my clients or patients, I talk about the clutter in their mental, spiritual, and physical lives. Clutter creates more stress, anxiety, and depression, and it, you know, it creates damaging stress hormones, right? So that's going to affect your relationships with your business relationships, family relationship. Clutter damages you and the people you love. So don't ever underestimate clutter. Please don't underestimate clutter. Okay, let's talk about a few kinds of clutter. That Remember, clutter stops you from the serenity S we're talking about. Relationship clutter. Get help for, you know, any ongoing issues. Um, are you dating somebody who's hurting you? You know, do you hate yourself uh, for, you know, are you self-critical too much? Um, are you holding grudges? Uh, do you hate yourself for eating a cookie? Um, you know, quit shaming yourself or having this self-talk to yourself, okay? Because that's the primary relationship clutter is in your mind, okay? Doubting yourself, not being self-confident. You don't need to feel like this, okay? If, you's, if you've been wrestling with an issue for years and it doesn't seem to be getting better, talk to your doctor, okay? Call your health and, and insurance provider. And if you don't have the resources, go to a community center. Go to a minister or a pastor or there's always free counseling somewhere. Seek it out, okay? Get, a, get into a support group. Lots of times now, especially with uh, what's happened with COVID, there's a lot of online Zoom and other ways to get support. Relationship clutter. Next, media clutter. Do a review and inventory of your media consumption. What are you watching? What are you doing all the time? Cancel subscriptions, online subscriptions, subscriptions to apps, to magazines that don't make you feel positive, optimistic, and inspired. Okay? And... Um, Listen to public radio. It's impossible to completely remove media from our lives, but notice and be aware of how it's affecting you, positive or negative. Become aware. Also, clean up your social media. Okay, go through. See, uh, you know, go through your Facebook. Are are these people that are feeding you? Are these annoying? Are they making you feel bad about yourself? Do they have negative attitudes? Are they taking on political agendas? You, you that are really going down the wrong road. Social media is critical about the clutter. Don't just think about clutter in your bedroom, clutter in your closet. This is the biggest type of clutter that we have. And it is mentally, physically, and spiritually affecting everybody on the planet. So be aware and make a list. Write all these down. Put, you know, social media clutter. Okay, so we talked about that. Let's write media clutter, relationship clutter. Write these down. These are ways to become aware and say, wow, I never realized my life was so cluttered. You know, I've connected to too many people on Facebook and all these other things. I need to reevaluate this. And organize and declutter your environment. After you've worked through your house or work area, your car, and started to declutter, 
what things are you holding on to? Seriously, this, even preparing this podcast today really knocked my socks off, to be honest with you. Uh, things to declutter, old documents, expired coupons, birthday cards, financial documents. I'm telling you, I, I found, I went through a drawer just after me preparing this and found coupons from a year ago, birthday cards back three years. The next one is a real big one for me, old makeup. Oh my God. I have lipstick that I bought on sale two, three, five years ago. Bright pinks, uh, the reddest red, apple red you've ever seen. Nail polishes. Oh, my God. I don't know what I was thinking when I bought some of this nail polish. And then I watch um, on TV commercials sometime, whether it's some beautiful actress or Jennifer Lopez or anybody, I'll, they'll advertise their makeup and I'll order it. And then it comes in and it's just not at all for me. So I have so many boxes and little containers. So anyway, the old makeup thing was huge for me. And then drawers or boxes or things of cables and cords. I was humiliated by how many of these I had in a closet. Um, and delete and organize your emails. Last night I got rid of 2,000 emails. Um, thank you, God. And uh, it was pretty overwhelming and I uh, just felt better. I mean, you can laugh at me, but I slept better. I had a clearer mind. And I said, okay, I got to get better disciplined about this because I can't, this is absurd to waste this much of my life, hours in one night with this many emails. So, you know, think about that too. It's really important. And then next, which uh, my husband and I started uh, as our New Year's resolution, but do this, think about it in spring. Okay, new energy, new lightness. Nothing can be heavier than finances. So take an inventory of your finances, okay? They really are important because we want to be free. We want to live your life. And something people run from, especially after this COVID pandemic and the horrible things that we've had to go through, a lot of people are having financial problems now. So first, print out three months of your bank statements. Go back and line by line, cancel out recurring uh, charges. I, no I did not notice, for me personally, how many... Um, subscription things that I had that were ridiculous and things I had used two years ago that were still being taken out of my PayPal account and it was ridiculous um, so anyway that was great next create a budget it was fun Jim and I looked at the budget and said gosh this is very interesting we're gonna look at as a freedom like a declaration of independence instead of a drudgery let's stick to the budget so we saw it as a you know declaration of independence Frame it in your mind as something is freeing. Don't think of finances as negative. And set some financial goals for yourself, even if it's saving $5 a week, $10 a week. Seriously, it adds up. Putting all your change in some kind of a, a, a jar, a bowl. We have this bowl thing inside of our pantry, and I dumped it out at Publix the other day, and it was like $100. Um, these things really add up when you put quarters and all this stuff in there, seriously. And then they have these little machines that count it for you. Um, and then review your retirement plan. Because a lot of fr my friend, one of my best friends, husband just died. And she thought he was handling everything. And I don't even want to tell you what she's going through right now. The devastation of finding out everything's different than she thought. Um, next is your phone. Organize your phone. Delete apps you don't use. Old contacts. You know, I just got a new iPhone, and when they moved over 520 contacts, <laughs> I went, okay, some of these are 20 years old, um, you know, not necessarily when I was still on Wall Street, but they're absurd. So go through those, and some of them will make you laugh, and it'll, it's kind of like a review of your life, really, when you go organize your phone again. And, uh, and uh, don't forget your closet. You know, I'm not there yet mentally. I, I, I know 
that it was on the advice list from what you know one of the people I interviewed but you know go to your closet maybe take it you know a few inches at a time maybe 12 inches at a time I don't know or maybe by section like blouses slacks dresses nightgowns I don't know I'm I, I'm I'm not that brave yet but but I will be and this because but this is the next tip that I really love before you go to your closet Toss out the clothes that don't make you feel amazing. I thought about this. I thought, you know, I have these clothes that are really, really small, too small for me, but they're gorgeous color. And I've kept them for years thinking, I'm going to lose this weight. I am going to go back to my small size thing and I'm going to keep these forever. But you know what? Every time I look at them, they remind me, that they send me into this downward spiral. So when I saw this tip about if they don't make you feel amazing, get rid of it, I went, you know what? That's kind of really true. I need to, I need to give these away because some young person or somebody tiny would love these tops and stuff. And then finally, don't forget your workspace. Okay, um, uh, once a week. Uh, I, what I love is keeping it. You know, before I leave, thirty minutes, I have a timer. And before I finish my workspace at my office uh, here now at home, of course, working with COVID. 30 minutes before I leave, I have a little timer. It goes off and I start organizing. So I, when I come in the next morning, I have a fresh head, fresh things. Things are in piles and I'm not overwhelmed by some junky space. So anyway, that was a lot for serenity. S for spring serenity. Um, next is pause. Uh, needless noise. We're suffering on a global uh, basis. We're suffering from noise pollution. Do you know that hearing loss is tremendous among young people? Uh, it's not just older people that need hearing aids. But one thing I know in my spiritual education and degrees and living with tribes and uh, all kinds of Aboriginal people, the biggest monks, nuns, going to monasteries, Buddhist, Christian, uh, is the biggest thing they prize. One of the biggest and greatest is silence. And for some reason, we're afraid of silence when we know that the greatest thinkers of the world and the biggest movers and shakers of the world actually cherish in quiet. And that's where they actually uncover the seeds of their ideas that led them to greatness, was in silence. There's too much needless noise. And so it's, it's also a way to declutter. Like with modern technology, we're listening to something all the time. Try silence. Because I promise you this, if you're struggling with your career, a marriage, life, making decisions, grandchildren, children. In my dissertation, I talk about something called an action reflection model. That we're in the world very, very busy, and we like to be keep going, action, 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 action. But what we know is the greatest revelations, the greatest discoveries come from the reflection, come from the silence. It's like planting that seed or that acorn. Then comes the action. Okay, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. I'm going to change the world this way. I'm going to do this new discipline. I'm going to write a book. So it comes out of the silence. It comes out of the quiet. It comes out of the pause, P. Okay, then the action comes out. Then you do the action, right? And then guess what? The next thing you do is go back to silence and reflection and go, how'd that action work? You know, I decided to organize that march or I decided to try this new laundry detergent. I decided to do this new way of behavior, a new way of eating. How did that work? So then you reflect on it again and go, oh, it worked really well. Nah, didn't work so well. So the action reflection, constant action is just mania and it leads to emptiness and desolation and, you know, not a very happy life. So that was P for pause. S is serenity. P was for pause your life. 
R is for rituals. Create new rituals, okay, that energize you, okay? Beautiful, meaningful rituals. Start off with dining rituals. You know, make sure you're eating with your family. Even um, if you're eating with, by yourself, you know, I sit there I sit there with a beautiful placemat, a beautiful piece of china, Waterford crystal. I even have, eat with sterling silver. I do. I'm by myself, but I respect myself enough, and that is my time that I'm taking this sacred food and putting it in my mouth. And we've always had reverent respect in our family for mealtime. So please don't eat on the run. Don't please try not to eat in your car. Don't eat standing. Don't eat sitting in front of the TV. Please take that time for yourself for this sacred ritual. Next is sleep rituals. Set your alarm for an hour before you go to sleep so that you can create your own bedtime rituals, whether that's taking a bath or a shower, reading a book, listening to guided imagery tapes, whatever it is. That's your time, and you're preparing your brain. When that, when my, I do mine uh, at 10 o'clock every night, and the minute that the uh, ritual alarm goes off my brain, I swear, I close my computer or I turn off the television, whatever I'm doing, I head to my room, and my brain knows that it's time to start to slow down. I get excited, pull my book out, wash my face, do that kind of thing. It's really, really exciting because I look at that book and to me it's like diving into a delicious meal except for my mind. So do do great sleep rituals. You'll be happy and healthier. Um, also finally prayer, meditation, and reflection rituals. So make sure whether it's get up in the morning and do a body scan and thank God, thank the divine for your brain, your eyes, your ears, your heart, your pancreas. Go down through every organ of your body and your skin and the blood coursing through your veins and arteries. Do, do prayer and meditation reflection rituals. It'll change your life. Every time I stop at a stoplight, I take a deep breath and look around and think, Thank God or the divine for the trees, the sky. If it's raining, thank you for the rain. Develop your, develop your own rituals at whatever times, okay? Next is I, the intention. Live an intentional life. Polish your purpose to a high shine this spring. Listen to what ignites your passion, energy, and love. And also, listen to what drains you, distracts you, and irritates you, okay? Put a plus on one side, a minus on the other. What's feeding you? What's draining you? You may not control the circumstances in your life, but you can always, always, always choose your attitude and your intentions into, response, into the responses of any circumstances. Create your intentional life, your authentic life, okay? The one you desire. So this spring, make sure you're setting yourself up for success and happiness by getting rid of the dead weight in your life, okay? Get rid of the dead weight. Embrace the people and things that allow you to think positively and love yourself. And let's cut the toxic ties, okay, and, you know, with acquaintances you don't need and gloomy mental state, okay? What is feeding you in your life? And what's the dead weight in your life? What's weighing you down? So first, take inventory of your mental space, okay? Are there things that are holding you down that you just can't let go of? But you know you need to work toward letting go. Do you want make, to make more time for things that make you happy? Do you want to learn to play the piano? Do you want to learn Spanish? Do you want to exercise? Do you want to begin to go to a dance group? Uh, what, what is it? Do you want to learn to garden? What are you too busy that you keep you know, saying, I'm going to squeeze that in my schedule? Okay, take a mental inventory. Make sure you're looking at the mental space and the space you're creating for having fun. 
Think about what you're doing, okay? Your mental space is more important than your physical space, and it deserves attention. Focused attention. Spring cleaning your life with these things make your life happier. Now, check on your career goals, okay? Is this your chosen field, isn't it? Are you sliding into, or have you lived in a habitual job that is really eating you up? Um, are you in your comfort zone and you feel like it's time to shift from your comfort zone, okay? This is, a, spring is an ideal time to figure out what your next move is. Next, reevaluate your relationship with your partner, your spouse, your lover. Jim and I, about every five years, we go to a marriage counselor just to reevaluate our lives, to let vent, get rid of everything that's been building up in our lives, situation, losses we've had, the gains we've made. But we have weekly check-ins. Every single Sunday, we have a, a mid-morning time where we check in with each other uh, about how we're feeling, what we're doing, if we feel we're disrespecting each other, whatever's going on. I suggest that's a great way to reevaluate your relationship. And reevaluate the relationships around you, neighbors, friends, people. I happen to have two tribes, tribe one and tribe two. So I'm always evaluating my relationship with them, them with us. We're very honest and straightforward, and it's a great checkpoint. And also get rid of people um, and release them that um, are sabotaging you or creates chaos and anxiety. I had to do this this year with a friend that I noticed that everything was about drama, about her, and it was really toxic. So we had to break up. And um, you may want to focus on your fitness, create a workout plan so you feel stronger and have more energy. And again, maybe that's a walk. It doesn't have to be a trainer or an exercise place you go to. And uh, figure out which time. Some people are morning people. Some people are afternoon exercise people. Some are evening. And again, what I like is an app called Gaia, and I have it on my TV now. And uh, every evening I put it on and I do different types of um, yoga. I do some Tai Chi. They have different kinds of meditation. I have a lot of fun trying different things. But I walk every day too. Every single day of my life, I pretty much have always done that. And uh, we talked about sleep rituals. It's really important, sleep hygiene. You can go to the Mindful Living Network uh, or OurMLN.com. We have great um, articles on great and, and research-backed ways to sleep better. So next is nature. Sweep the worries out the door. Literally get outside. Please get outside. Whether you have a small patio to decorate or a lot of space, uh, be, put some energy into it. Just being outside, too creates uh, vitamin D because of the sunlight. Um, you know, put up some bird feeders, uh, get some field glasses, binoculars. Look at the birds that are around you. I subscribe to something called Bird Note, which I absolutely adore. I get it about once a week and, it, it, and I click on it and it's the sound of a new bird. And then you can go deeper if you're interested in that particular bird. But oh my God, to sit there for one minute and listen to this bird sing to me with love and beauty, I, I almost cry. Uh, Audubon. Audubon has an app, and their app is absolutely fabulous, and it, it, you can identify different bird calls. I, I just love it. I'm not a birder, but I'm kind of a birder. Um, I love birds. I just think they're God's little angels singing to us all the time. And then plants and flowers. Look around. What's blooming? What colors do you see? What can you put in your yard? What can you put in potted plants? What can you have in the inside of your house? Okay? So, um, and then last but not least, in S-P-R-I-N-G, is give. So, you know, you get a helper's high when you help other people. Um, teach your children to give. I mean, it's a family process. Our, 
our children. Uh, our children are not at home anymore, but they're very giving and philanthropic. Uh, animal shelters, you know, need cages. They need maintenance and help. Habitat for Humanity, they need help um, at their stores. They need help uh, building houses. You can get outside. Uh, you can volunteer at a woman and children's shelter where you can cook or play or read and uh, donate and throw, you know, throw away old, unused, damaged clothing. Go through your winter wardrobe. If you didn't wear it in the last year or two, get rid of it. And for every item of clothing, does this bring me happiness? Does it bring me joy? If you haven't worn anything in the last year, just get rid of it. Uh, anything that's damaged, like my husband told me this morning, he saw my socks and he said, these gotta go. Um, they have holes in the heels, but I you know, was kind of attached to them. I've had them for a really long time, but he was right. So donate, uh, Goodwill, Salvation Army, churches and community centers all have stores you can give them to. And then sometimes they give them away or sell them. But I hope today has given you this spring cleaning your life, some food for thought. I hope. And I hope that this spring, just cherish it. This is a spring like no other. We're coming into newness, coming out of COVID, coming out of the winter. So um, whether it's a relationship or inside or outside your life, both, it's time to spring clean your life. And remember, uh, we have a great newsletter. Uh, I'd love it if you would sign up for it. It's uh, entertaining. It's educational, health, and uh, all kinds of fun stuff in there. I love it. Of course, I help create it. So it's energy, uh, and again, it's fun. It's great information to live a more mindful, happier life. Uh, contact me, please, at info at Mindful Living Network or info at ourmln.com because I would love to hear from you. Any um, ideas you have, any way of spreading the good news of living mindfully and holding hands across the planet. Uh, any comments on anything, any of the podcasts I've done. And then next is, remember our tagline, please. We are the Mindful Living Network, which means you, a network of people. And there's a reason our tagline is one people, one planet, one future, because it is our world. Let's hold our hearts in our hands and heal ourselves and our world together. Let's not let anyone separate us by the color of our skin, by the country we live in, by our socioeconomics, by all the ways that the world tries to separate us and uh, not believe the truth of that we are one people, one planet, and we do have one destiny and one future. And when we believe that, it makes it more fun to live to and more, um, more fulfilling, more full, and a much happier life. Please share us, the Mindful Living Network, with your family, your friends, and community. Let's do this together. Um, we're, our team is uh, trying to keep our, our uh, calling together, which is what we believe, creating a forum for all of us to learn uh, to live better, happier lives and more mindful lives across the planet. So again, thank you for listening today. I'm humbly grateful, humbly grateful. And uh, thank you for passing us and these podcasts and the Mindful Living Network on to other people in your life. Um, so I hope that you will spring clean your life. This is the way I see it. Thank you so much for today, for sharing today with me. I am Dr. Kathleen Hall.